happy Friday, business besties. It's your girl, Danielle here, and welcome back to another episode of the She vs. World podcast. This one is a special one. I'm actually really touched and excited to bring this one to production and to share with all of you. Today's guest is my new friend, Yvonne Bikinio. She is an esthetician, and she actually reached out to me and said, Dee, one day I would love to be on your show. And I said, Yvonne, girlfriend, let's make this happen. So today's episode, as I say in the introduction with Yvonne and I, it's what happens when you ask for what you want in life. How often are we showing up for ourselves and putting ourselves out there and saying, I want to try this. I want to do this. And I really applaud Yvonne's bravery for being a little uncomfortable in recording a podcast, for asking what she wants in life, and also for just being an incredibly kind soul. And so I could not be more excited to have gotten to record this episode and bring this to all of you. Now, on top of all of those wonderful things about how the conversation came to be, it was truly inspiring conversation as Yvonne, like a lot of us out here, have had a traditional career path, restarted it in the pursuit of passion, and found she's been able to build a successful business by doing what she loves as an esthetician. She also started her own line of towels and which is, you know, selling retail on top of her services. And she is really making it happen, not just for herself, but for her entire family. And it's become a family owned business, which I'm absolutely here for. So Yvonne is sharing her story with us. She's really giving us all a very important lesson of what it means to follow your passion in life and putting your head down, doing the work, the hard work and the humility that comes in doing it and really what happens on the other side of all of it. And so I couldn't be more touched and inspired having spoken to Yvonne and then also having to listen to this episode. And I hope you all get to walk away from it feeling the exact same things. Now, before we dive into our conversation, I do just want to remind all of you of our coffee chat giveaway that we're doing in the month of March at the She vs. World podcast. If you leave us a review or subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify and let us know you did it, we are treating you to your morning serotonin boost or your afternoon matcha or whatever it may be that keeps you going and crushing life. So make sure that you are commenting and letting us know how you're liking the podcast. Make sure that you are following or subscribing and then let us know you did it so that we can treat you because you are such a treat to all of us. So without further ado, Yvonne Piquino, welcome to the table. We are so grateful you're here. Okay. So today's episode, friends, is what happens when you ask for what you want? How many times have I talked about that, right? You have to go out there and you have to ask for what you want in life. So when today's guest reached out to me and said, D, I would one day love to be on your show. I just said, let's make this happen because this is something you want. I want you to be here. Let's make this magic happen. Boom. Here we go. And so today we are joined by my very sweet friend, Yvonne Piquino, to join the conversation and share her incredible story with so many gems and lessons for everyone. Hi, Yvonne. Hello, Danielle Stead Blanton. Thank you so much for having me. It's really, really nice to talk to you. I'm so grateful that we got to connect. We've become social media friends and we chat here and there and you always so, so thoughtfully ask about Carter. And I have to tell you, when I got your message that night, like a week or so ago, and you said, I want to be on your show, it made my day, my life. And so thank you for making time to be here. No, thank you. You have no idea how many people you are helping and you will never fully understand how much you, Ashley and Josh 
have changed my life. Like you will never fully understand. Say more about that. I'm curious. (laughs) Just all the great advice that you give. For instance, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. Go for what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're scared, it's most likely because it's what you need to do. Mm. Yeah. So many great advice. I just love it. I'm so happy. It's kind of late, but it's okay. God (laughs) in the universe is wonderful. I wish I would have seen you guys four years ago, even when I was in school. I wish I would have learned about your podcast but it's god's on time it's all it's okay the universe knows what it's doing it's exactly the right time that's what you have to believe yes yes absolutely amon you just said a few years ago when you were in school and i alluded to this earlier you have a really beautiful story and especially a career story and a pivot and i would love for you to share this with our audience because i truly believe that what you did, so many people aren't brave enough to do, or they're hoping to do, and you are the living embodiment of it. So please, if you could share with everyone a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I'll start a little bit with my background. So my name is Yvonne Pequeño, and I am the owner of Unwind Aesthetics and Unwind Towels. So I actually am a legal immigrant from Mexico. I crossed over with my mother when I was five years old. I was raised in California and moved to Tennessee when I was 18 years old with my ex-husband who was in the army at the time. Sadly, we divorced a year later. I decided to stay in Tennessee with my oldest daughter to give her a better life. I met my current husband here in Tennessee. And for 17 years, our family of eight lived in a double white trailer. However, with a lot of hard work and determination, we built our home from the ground up in 2015. So never give up. This is childhood trauma. There it is. One of the things that you guys talk about a lot, Mm. we're instilled that we will not make it no matter what. Mm. Yeah. We we were told as kids that we were not going to, we were good for nothing and we weren't going to do anything with our lives. Wow. And so, yes, I want to tell all, anybody, you can do it. If you want it, you can do it. You also, you kind of said it, you saved money and you built your own home from the ground up. Like Mm -hmm. you want to talk about doing it. When I found that, when I discovered that about you, my jaw dropped and I was like, this woman is my goals. Look at her. (laughs) Thank you so much. I, it's been seven years going on eight years and I wake up and it's just heaven. I, it's like I'm in a dream. I love it. I love it. Not that, you know, our home was nice. It was a double wide, like I said, but there was a lot of us in that home. Mm. And here in the South, there's a lot of storms, a lot of strong winds. And living in a mobile home is, was like, oof, very scary for a long time. Yeah. When it got really bad, we went to a hotel actually to make sure that our family was safe. But well, save us we can because I mean if a real big big tornado unless you're truly underneath ground, it's going to get you no matter what. But in a mobile, that's the first thing you hear in the 
weather channel. If you're in a mobile home, you better <laughs> hurry up and get out of there. <laughs> you better leave right now. <laughs> that was you. They were talking to you. Got it. Yeah, they were talking. If you're eating, you better drop that spoon. You better get out of here, girl. <laughs> so when did you in relation to building this beautiful new dream home, switch careers. That's what I'm so curious to hear about and learn about. So I was, I have been in management for many, many years, and I can tell you that stress is the number one killer. Mm, Yep. My last management job, my diabetes was in sleeping mode. So when the owner decided to sell, I dealt with the accountants, the lawyers, the doctors, the employees that were obviously unhappy about the sale, etc. It was so overwhelming that my diabetes came back full force. I had so many symptoms that I just related it due to the sale, the stress of the sale. So in October of 2018, the business was sold. Unfortunately, I didn't connect with the new owner, so I immediately gave my notice. Mm-hmm. Um, days after that, I ended up in the hospital for two whole weeks. Oh, my God. I truly dodged dialysis and a diabetic coma. I almost died. Oh, my God. So I took a few months off and started researching what I could do for the rest of my life because I knew for a fact that managing was not an option. Uh The original owner and I, we're still good friends. I love her. And um, being a leader, I'm an Aries, so I'm a born leader and I did it well, but that chapter of my life is over. Yeah. I decided to go to aesthetic school at Austin's Beauty College in 2019. And what, I was working. What made you, sorry to interrupt you. What made, oh, you choose, what made you choose aesthetic school? Is it something that was kind of always on your heart or was it something that you became interested in? No, it's always been in my heart, actually. I'm a nurturer. So I like to heal people. Mm. With, I just, I'm, I'm a nurturer. I've always been that way. And so touch is the best healing. And I, this is not going anywhere. Aesthetics is not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. I wanted something that was going to keep going up, that's going to scale. And that was it. I was looking into maybe computers. Computers is going to get bigger and bigger. Sure. But honestly, computers is not my, it's not my thing. I wanted something that I was going <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start over, you might as well start over something that you really like, <laughs> especially coming out of what you just came out of. So clearly you ran yes. toward passion also. Absolutely. I wanted to, because it's not, and that's another thing that, it, that Ashley and Josh go into. It's not luxurious. I mean, we work our bottoms off. Mm work hard cleaning everything inventory i mean we do everything yeah so yeah that that is but but i love it so you decide to go back 
to aesthetic school. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. What was it like? And I'm curious because I, as I'm sure you know, I started over a career as well, but what was it like for you to go into school on day one? And you have so much professional experience. You have management experience. You are older than the average student. How did you, you know, relate to your classmates and how did you just experience that through a different eye you think than they did? Oh my God, girl. I'm glad you brought that up because I was 41 years old. So it was amazing and awkward at the same time because they were only 18 to 21 years old. Oof. Okay. So it was Miss Yvonne, Miss Yvonne. It was, they, they respected me, but we were never in that like, hey, girlfriend kind of thing because they were, they were much younger. So it was, um, very awkward in that in in that situation because of the age difference okay do you feel like could you maybe offer them any wisdom of like i've run businesses before or were you there to learn the skill so that you could then go start your own business i was there under the radar because i didn't want them to think that, oh, I'm not here for you to school me or be my mom. Mm. <laughs> that I was just under the radar. I'm just under the radar, but I keep in touch with the director and I did a demo December and it was very nice. Actually, then I, I could, I, I was, I inspired many wonderful young ladies. So that was really neat to actually go back and do a demo for them. I love that. And then you get out of aesthetic school. You've, did you know you wanted to do facials and exactly the type of facial you were offering? Or do you feel like you kind of learned what you wanted your signature brand and offer to be as you went through school? I wanted to do everything, Danielle. I wanted right. to, just because I wanted to make sure that whatever I chose to do was for life. Oh, or for as long as I could. Yeah. Um, so I started doing all the things, waxing, eyelashes, quickly realized that those two for sure were not for me. Mm. And I did advanced training. So I even went to travel to California to do waxing class. Wow. Uh, so I go above and beyond for continuing education. Um, but yeah, I did all the things and realized facials is for sure what I want to do. Dermaplane, especially just because PCOS, it hits home. My oldest daughter has that and that hair growth is so, um, for them, they feel ashamed and I, I want them to come here and not feel ashamed. Wow. I'm going to target that, actually, because I'm getting a package ready for them that they can come to me every other week to get that done at a, at a decent price. Oh, nice. If they buy the package up front. I feel like that's also a service that's becoming very popular right now, too. And it's, it's not just for um, 
it's not just because it's like, oh, it's nice to like, you know, quote unquote, shave your face. And it's like, for what you said, it can be related to deeper medical issues. And it's giving people the opportunity to feel confident again in themselves. Absolutely. Yes, it's been around for many, many, many years. Actually, Medispas here in Clarksville, Tennessee, they do advanced aesthetics. So you wouldn't think that they would be offering dermaplanes because they offer advanced aesthetics, but they're they're doing it. That's how good the service is. Oh, wow. So you now have said, okay, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. I like facials. I like connecting with people in this sense. And you leave or you're graduate, excuse me, you're graduating aesthetic school. Now what happens? How do you start finding clients? How do you start telling people about what you're doing? You're, you're, you, you didn't just kind of start over when you went to school. Now you're starting over, starting a business. Or did you go work for a spa? What did you do next? So I ended up running a room in a massage business. Mm-hmm. So that really helped really big time with the clients. I overgrew my room actually way too quick. So I had to move to my home. And that's when I passed with a score of 100%. I did not cut any corners. I had to put a sink in my room because a lot of people don't have sinks. But like I said, I wasn't worried about what everybody was doing or not doing. I just knew that, okay, I have my list here from the state of Tennessee. And this is what I'm going to do exactly one at a time. And one was to build, to put up a sink. And that cost, oh, that was a pretty good cost there. (laughs) So when you were in the massage massage business, were you basically getting clients through them? And then were you your own business or were you working for them? Because I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are like, what do I do now? And you almost have to get really granular and like kind of walk them through step by step. So did you rent a room or did you work for them? And then did you advertise or was it just like people already knew who you were? How did you build that clientele so quickly? So yes, their clientele helped me a whole lot. And I rented a room from the owner there, and I was a separate entity in their business. Oh, wow. Okay. So word of mouth is for sure a huge thing. If you do what you're supposed to do and you make them feel good and it's, you know, because all the little things matter when they come in here immediately, I look in my ring and I just want to see their faces and they're like, because there's a stigma with home businesses there. You can see their faces and they're like, Oh my God, I don't know if I want to go in there. But once they walk in, they see that it's peaceful, it's clean, it's professional. And I need to post more videos of this year. But my husband's going to be going to barber school. So we're going to open up a salon once he's done with barber school. Oh, nice. But yes, that's how um, I overgrew my room real quick. Do you feel like you had, here's my question. Like, I feel like a lot of new business owners, like I was really lucky when I started is that I, I grew my entire business and I still do through referrals and word of mouth and I never advertise. 
And I feel like the way I gave, I was able to grow is that I gave people like above and beyond service. And what do you think was like your secret sauce for getting people to come back, for getting people to tell their friends? Like what, what made you unique? And if you, and for example, if somebody listening is just starting, like what tip would you give them? My tip is definitely work on your notes. My, when my husband gets home and I'm doing my notes on my Vergaro and he he's, makes a comment like, you're not done. You're like a doctor because I'm prescribed, like I'm really, you know, talk to text, doing my notes. Remember, you know, this lady has a child and has a dog. And so you, when they come in, you, you remember all those details. Wait, so they, step back for me. So you literally, after every session, write down like all of their personal information and everything for every client. Yes. That's a lot of extra work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And that is why I'm, I am not cheap. So it is a lot of information that I give and there's a, and it benefits me because I do care about that person. I want to know what happened to uh, little Sally and her foot mm-hmm. when she broke it. So those notes, are, that's huge. People, people uh, they really appreciate that you're not, that they're not just a number. Well, that's like what I said earlier is that you always ask, how is Carter? And to me, that's so special because, and it's like when people ask like, how's my dog? Like always, that's so special to me that you remember that little detail. And I don't, I don't care how you remember that detail. To me, it just shows that you go above and beyond to, to really like connect with people. And that makes you feel so seen and heard. Yes, I really do. I just, if my mom was going anywhere, I would want her to be treated that way. And I've worked so hard my entire life. So every second that they're in my treatment room, they're getting something done. Whether it's a scalp massage. I've been to services I've been to places to get a service and the bathroom's disgusting or it's like hello it's like what are you doing here and it's I'm like what I can't take that I want to be able and my enzymes setting in and there's nothing going on or my mask is setting and there's nothing going on not here you get a foot rub a hand massage And then the second time they come in, I ask them, did you want, I mean, I always ask because some people don't want to be touched. Who are these people? I want to be touched. (laughs) Right? Some people don't. They actually really do not. They just want their face cleansed. They don't even put a spa wrap. Sometimes they're just in full clothes underneath the covers. Okay. So, I mean, it's just stuff that they're probably dealing with. Sure. Nothing personal. I mean, some kind of trauma. To each their own. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell me what is, what I like what you just said is that you go above and beyond for people. I think a lot of times where we get stuck is, is we kind of have this like push and pull, right? Of like, okay, I'm going to set my rate and my rate is this much and this is what you get. 
And it's, and like, we don't want to go more, more, more because we know how valuable our time is and how expensive our products are. But then we also have to balance. This is what I always talk about value. And so if you're, like you said, if you're like letting a mask sit in and you're doing a massage, like that's value. How do you, you know, I guess another thing is like, give me a tip to somebody who is creating their own custom service. Like how do you add more value in and how did you decide what you want to give versus your pricing and kind of how do you deal with that push and pull and balance? I do what I know I want to have done for me in a service because I've gone to places where it's just half-assed. And so that's how I base it on. Mm-hmm. When I'm laying down on that table, that's what we're told to do. To say, never say bed. It's a table. When you're on the table, (laughs) you're going to be doing something. Always. You've got to have your fingers. you got to have your hands on them somehow. Even if it's just on the scalp. It's whatever they want to. You want to ask them, would you prefer the foot massage? Or do you prefer... And and make sure they get... Because some people will just take it. But if, if if they want extra time on their feet then, okay, let's do your feet all together. So you get what they, their feedback on what do they want Mm -hmm. to relax. What do you like when you go get a treatment? The works. (laughs) The, for sure, the facial massage, the scalp massage. I like it all. You, you're like, give me everything and I'll try to give everything. you everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give me everything. And when I don't get anything, I'm like, I'm not coming back. That's it. Right. I remember one time I went and got a facial many years ago at my dermatologist because they were like, we do great facials. And I remember at one point just sitting there and listening and like I had a mask on and the girl was sitting there reading a magazine because I could hear her just flipping it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it was like cold and sterile. And I was like, are you going to rub my shoulders? And I asked her that. And she's like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, okay, well, just the check, please. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, yeah, people remember how you make them feel. Yes. And you don't want to be lazy. Don't. I, I've been to master estheticians and it's, I've not been wowed. I've, it's, you cannot get lazy. You got to remember that especially when you have a home business, you have to give it a little extra, I think, just so that they can go out there and say, okay, she's, she's got it all. Mm. You don't have, and you don't have to go to this Medi Spa for a wonderful facial. Sounds low also like you are giving your clients everything. So what do you do to take care of yourself then? Massages. I definitely do once a month a massage. Oh. I have to. Um, weekly, I do a salt bath. And my husband's a sweetheart. He rubs my feet every day. So. Oh, sign us up for that. <laughs> yes. What does the salt bath do for you? It releases all the toxins that you might have, help with circulation. So Epsom salt, you just okay. 
that in any, you know, order that you might like. There's so many elderberry, whatever smells good is what I get. So once a week, every Saturday. I love that. Do you do a lot of stretching? Yes, for sure. I feel like Dermaplane. Say that again. Dermaplane, uh, mm-hmm. they make you sit and twist. And it's if you don't, you will feel it the next day. I feel like that's something that we forget. And I always say this is that like, you have to fill your own cup up first before we go take care of other people. And so like, not only are you in a, in a role and I feel this similarly too, that you're energetically caring for other people, you are physically using your body to care for people. And I think that when you're like 20 years old, you're like, Oh, I can do this forever. And and I'm not 20 years old anymore. And so my body is like, I can't do this forever. <laughs> So do you have like a daily or nightly ritual that you stretch? Do you do balms? Like what do you do for your physical, your hands, your neck to just keep yourself feeling good? I do take walks. And before I take my walks, I stretch before and after. And at night, Uh we also stretch. My husband and I, we do this ritual where our chiropractor gave us a little wedge to help us with our posture, with Mm -hmm. our neck curvature. So that's a nightly thing. And it helps with the tension in the upper shoulders, the headaches. It's amazing. That sounds cool. I need to look into that. Yes. Um, Dr. Mike, I'll send, I'll send you his link, actually. He's a chiropractor in Orange County. Oh. And he is amazing. Perfect. I love this. Okay. I feel like that's something that whenever people come on and they say, like, what piece of advice do you have? They're always like, take care of your body in any industry yeah. and then take care of your mind. So what do you do to take care of your mind and your soul? I love to cook. I love to cook it is my second passion cooking for my family. Meals are huge for our family. The the meals, the, um, our dinners, our dinners are humongous. Um, boundaries is one thing I would give this new estheticians to be careful. Just this last Sunday, I had a gentleman say, can I get a back facial? And I say, I don't work Sundays. Sundays is a family day. How about this day? And he says, what if I pay you three times as much? And I kindly respond, no, sir, that is my family day. It's my resting day. Money's not everything. To me, it is just not everything. I I couldn't do it. I feel like most people would hear, I'll pay you three times and their eyes would get like stars in it and they would drop their family and they would say, or whatever they were doing. And they would say, oh, it's just an hour of my day, but it's not. (laughs) Oh no. Sunday is everything because I work six days a week already. Mm -hmm. So Sunday is my family day, my catch up day with, with, my daughters, with my husband, recharge, get the laundry going. Let's let's check the inventory, and I mean, it's just not worth it. And, I, and to me personally, it's just my opinion because I've been there where everything was money, and then I ended up in the hospital. So mm-hmm. it's different for me in that situation. I think that's a hard thing to have to learn. And and it is a, it's literally a hard lesson to learn is that 
there's a point of diminishing return, right? Where it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because you're not happy or because it takes away from something that is actually more important. But for you, you learned it through your health. When mm-hmm. do you think other people are like, is that really that like light bulb moment for you that money wasn't everything and it's more about the life you're living? Absolutely. That woke me up. I'm, the IVs were terrible. I still have video. I have videos because they had to change my IVs every day because they're so small that it was it was so bad. I I wasn't able to eat or drink anything for two weeks. I lost 10 pounds. Um, the very last day I was talking to God and I said, God, if I am not out of here today, I'm taking this central line out. Mm. And minutes after the doctor comes in and he's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm just going to let you go. And I, and I was telling, I was, I was literally telling God, I'm taking this out and I'm going to get an Uber home and I'm just, uh, whatever happens, happens. So I told the nurse, I said, you know, I was about to pull this out. And she said, if you would have done that, you would have died. You would have had an embolism. Oh my God. And I said, what? I couldn't believe it. That's um, that's like a miracle moment right there. Yes, absolutely. Oh my lord! So tell me more about your cooking. What what would you cook for me if I came over? <laughs> well, do you like meats? And uh, it just you know I always like to ask people when they come over. I cook everything. I'm yeah. so I'm Mexican. I cook the works. So authentic stuff. Oh yes. So I'm like, very spicy salsas, the guacamole. Okay. Tacos. I'm there. Tennessee, I'm coming for you. Yes, for sure. Nashville, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. Okay. Okay. It's on the list then. Definitely. I love hearing about when people have other creative passions because I think it's so important to, you know, you're not just your job and for you, family is really big, but I love hearing that you love to cook because that's another creative outlet for you. Um, yes, absolutely. And that also lets you take care of, of your spirit. And I think it's really important to have hobbies that don't, that aren't money related. They're just things that you like to do that just bring you joy. Yes, absolutely. But it's also nice to have other money related things, which is my segue into you have an entire business on top of your aesthetics business called unwind towels. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about what they are, but another huge topic people always love to learn about is creating your own products. So could you share a little bit more about those for us? Absolutely. So what inspired us to do this is to include all beauty industries. So not just estheticians, but barbers, massage therapists, nail technicians, So basically anyone who uses a hot towel, they will benefit Mm -hmm. from this. And so that's where our little spin goes is everyone that uses a hot towel service will benefit from these. And creating a product, wow, we've been doing this back and forth with with our suppliers now for about 14 months. And I'm still, you know how we are. We are our worst critics. Um, I've got 
my inventory, but I'm still even working with my suppliers because I feel like they can be better. People are loving it. They're actually loving it. But me, I think I'm still, not I think, I am still working with suppliers to get them perfected. What do you think makes your towels stand out from other people's and how are you working with your suppliers to make them that much better? So the, mine are different in the aspect that, like I said, all the industries can use them, barbers and every industry really. Uh-huh. And so they are compact, they're durable, they're they're just wonderful. Every time I use them and the clients, so the what I'm trying to get rid of is that crunchy contel. Yes. When you get a dermaplane, you don't want to feel that. Or a chemical peel, you don't want to feel that. Or if you've gotten a pedicure, and we all do get a pedicure, you don't want that towel on your foot. You want that soft towel. And I've seen a lot of videos, and I cringe every time. So they have one of the good towels on the face, but on the bottom, still they have the that crunchy towel and I'm like they can still feel that mm-hmm. so I'm trying to okay and they do serve a purpose those con towels are great but for body treatments that's not what you want to give your clients when did you start developing and and working on these towels in relation to your aesthetics business was it something once you started working you thought there's nothing good enough out there or was this on your heart before you even started your home studio no this was when I came here to my home business so actually no it was before I moved here one while I was with the massage therapy business Mm -hmm. because they also use that crunchy towel Mm. and now she buys for me for her massages because she does a lot of full massage Mm -hmm. and she'll wipe them down because she uses oil Mm -hmm. so using one of my towels that are are soft and microfiber they feel the difference she even tells me oh my goodness they can tell when I'm not using one of your towels I need some more that's incredible and then how have people learned about your towels throughout the industry are you doing ads? Are you going to trade shows? How are you spreading the word? So we are excited and proud to announce that we will be attending the Las Vegas International Cosmetics Ball Conference, also known as IECSE, Uh this June 25th, 26th. So we're doing that. We're doing a commercial actually here locally because at the beginning, I just wanted to advertise to the locals. I always wanted a little store when I was a kid. I wanted to, we were always playing store and we had a little register. And so I was like, I'm just going to sell it to Tennessee. But it, I quickly realized that this is a daily necessity and there's a, a demand for it. So why not go nationwide with my Shopify? Yeah. 
What's been one of the biggest challenges of having your own product like this towel? It's the back and forth with suppliers. You ask them to do this and they do another thing. And so it's the back and forth. It's the time. Yeah. I want it yesterday. um, I just want it. And we all, we all do. So patience for me, I need to work on that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I relate to that deeply. Um, (laughs) But how much time do you think you're spending a week? Is it the type of thing that, you know, you're looking right now to improve what you already have? And so are you spending hours a day, hours a week? Or do you have days of the week that are just devoted to this part of your business? Explain a little bit about about how you're structuring that as it relates to also your aesthetics business and your facials. Thank you for asking. Yes, because my clients are worried. They're thinking, yeah. you're going to close. You're, you're going to stop seeing us. No, I'm not. Um, my husband and my girls are helping me. When they're off, they ship. Mm-hmm. I ship Mondays. And my husband ships Saturdays. My girls ship Wednesdays. And that's how we have it going. It's a pretty good rhythm right now. I know that later we're going to have to hire. That's pretty impressive. And then you, are you fulfilling? Are you able to do it all out of your home? Or are you guys at this point looking to like expand with like warehouse and um, and like supplier or not suppliers, but fulfillment companies or where are you at now? And then what are you projecting and looking towards? Currently, we are doing everything out of our home. Uh-huh. In three years, possibly a warehouse. Wow. Mm-hmm. What's one of your biggest piece of, pieces of advice if somebody were to be starting their own product based on what you've experienced? I would say to make sure that you have support. If you do not have support, oh boy, <sighs> this is this could be so overwhelming. And there comes another tip of advice for the new estheticians that are coming out is definitely hire, hire Danielle Alstead, please. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> When I went through all of that, I, I so wish you were there. And, and when I start my contracts, because one of your episodes, oh my goodness, even though we hire family, you said, get those contracts. So now I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get them. Like, yeah, I have just, yes, we're going to get those get, for sure. Even if they're just, you know, contractors or they're, they're filling in here and there, like you want to, them to feel respected and you want them to respect your business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is one piece of advice. And then what Ashley and Josh say, if at all possible, go ahead and work for someone for a couple of years, at least learn from someone. Um, I went to work for myself because of my circumstance of managing and ending up in the hospital. So I didn't want to work for anyone else. And I knew that I, I had the passion and the knowledge to do it. Mm -hmm. I was confident. I was 
I did it. I have not gotten it alone, as a matter of fact, since I started. Wow. So, and, and that is coming because we need to open a salon. It's, it's coming. All your clients are like, what? <laughs> they, they are scared, but I'm not going anywhere. My, my family's helping and everything's going to be fine. I love that. I have three quick questions for you to mm-hmm. round out this episode. Um, they're like rapid fire. So just, just answer them right away. Don't even think okay. about it. If I were to get, tell you, Yvonne, we're going to give your business a grant of $10,000. How would you spend that money in your business and why? The grant would definitely go towards opening my salon. Why? Because it's what's needed to scale. Ooh, I love that. Does that mean you would hire other people to work for you? My family (laughs) is ready. (laughs) They're ready. They're ready. Okay. They're ready. I want to keep it in the family as much as possible. So this is why my husband's going to barber school and one of my girls is going to esthetician school. That's super cool. This year. Mm-hmm. That's super, super cool. Okay. Next question. What is one piece of advice that you would love to tell your younger self? And how old would it how old would you be and what would you tell her? I would tell my younger self, take it easy on yourself mm-hmm. and don't work 60 hours plus. Because you're not going to freaking be a millionaire anyway. (laughs) So, and I would have told myself that at 35. That's a, I like that one. Take it easy. Take it Mm -hmm. easy. Because you're not going to be a millionaire anyway. So what's, I mean, if, and even if I was going to be a millionaire, I wouldn't have done it anyways. Take it easy. Enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question for you. Who is your dream client or collaboration that you would love to share your magic and talents with? The younger estheticians for sure, because they are so lost and I don't blame them. We learned the basics. And when I was doing that demo in December, I can see their scared little hearts and I I can relate, definitely. But anything that I can help them with, and that's why I love y'all so much. You stay humble. One thing you said in one of your podcasts is you don't see, you don't like to watch the news because then it just it freaks you out. <laughs> My things, I do the same thing. I don't watch the news or anything, but then I watch zombie movies and. <laughs> It's like, it starts making you think. So it gets, so I get morbid and I'm like, okay, so if we were, Lord forbid, we lived in zombie times, all that money that you have is not going to matter. So stay humble because there's a lot of girls in this industry where they get to the point where they're, I guess, very popular and forget where they came from and they don't they're not very nice after a while 
And that's why I love this community because y'all are so good to everybody. And I love that. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to hear. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Stay humble. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay hungry, but stay humble. My mom always, when growing up, my mom always said, you know, there's always going to be somebody who is, who like looks up to you because you're smarter than them. You're prettier than them. You're more athletic than them. And she goes, and there will always be people who are better at things than you, who are richer than you, who are taller than you, who are smarter than you. And, and she was like, there will always, you'll always be in the middle. So like, stop acting like you're better than those people who you are greater than because you are always lesser in some ways than other people stay humble. And I, yes. I love that you say that to people because I think it's really easy in any industry to say, I have this many followers or this brand worked with me or look at how I look or, and it's really easy to get caught up in very superficial things. And I love the zombie apocalypse comment because it's like, when the world's mm-hmm. coming to an end or like at the end of all of our days, like is somebody going to say, oh, that Yvonne, she had, you know, 200,000 Instagram followers. So she was a good person. Or are they going to say she was a good person and her fam- she valued her family and they built a strong business and that's what matters? Yes. Mm, I love that. Um, let everybody know where they can find you, where they connect with you. And if there was any other last little tidbits that you wanted to share with them, go ahead and hit us with all of it. Thank you. So in Instagram, I'm under unwind underscore aesthetics. My Shopify is under unwindaesthetics.co. And when you get to my Instagram, I have my link tree. So anything you want to look at um, right there. Amazing. And we will link all of that for everybody. And if you are a business owner and you're looking to connect with Yvonne about towels, definitely reach out to her so she can hook you up. Um, but just give her a follow. She is the sweetest soul. And I'm so, so grateful that you and I have connected Yvonne. And I just love anytime I see your name pop up. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. And it's now time that you go enjoy a dinner and some family time. So we will sign off and let you go. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you.